0: Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, February 24th, 2014. How the hell are you? How's it going? Oh, really? Well, that's good. I'm back in Los Angeles. Saw my wife, saw my dog. I'm in a great mood. Um, Another trip. Another trip across the country. You know, when I land and I get off the plane, and what do I see? I'm getting a bunch of shit from all the Canada cunts. Up north, I got to ask you, why the fuck does this always happen to me as a sports fan? Anytime I suffer a tragic loss as a sports fan, if I'm not already in the area of the victorious fans, I'm going there the following week. You guys, longtime listeners of this podcast might remember back when the Jets were good, you know when they spent all that money that one year when they lifted the salary cap and they fucking loaded up and they were making their run. You know, when they beat us the first time and all the Jets fans were talking shit and then they came up to Foxborough for game two and got absolutely ass raped on national television. Absolutely fucking ass raped. So the playoff game comes, playoffs, playoff game comes around. Who knows which way it's going to go? Division rivalry, you never know. Sometimes they go every other. Sometimes somebody wins two, three in a row. Then the other team wins three in a row. Who the fuck knows, right? Either way, where the fuck am I when that game happens? I'm in Atlantic City, New Jersey on uh, Jim Norton's um, anti-social network tour, right? So now I'm sitting there, and I'm so focused on the game, I'm not even thinking. I'm just thinking, Jesus Christ. I'm in fucking New Jersey. They got to win. If they don't win, I'm going to be getting shit before I even hit the mic. Of course, they lose. Brady throws arguably the worst pass of his career, that screen pass, where he just went, whee! I do not know what the fuck it was. Lobbed it up it got away from him, and it, we, we never recovered. And they also benched Wes Welker for making fun of Rex Ryan, you know, because he had a foot fetish. You know, it's just unbelievable. So whatever. Jeez, ah, I'm going through the pain of that loss again. And where the fuck am I? I'm in Atlantic goddamn city, New Jersey, right? So now what? Okay, we got Olympic hockey coming up. I'm one of the few people in this country that gives a shit. You know, one of the few fucking people that gives a shit. We seem to be winning pretty handily, five to one, whatever. Canada's struggling, right? Fuck you, you are struggling. Because now you're strutting around with your syrup paired fucking chest- you barely beat Estonia. That was a fucking nail biter to the end. You fucking play us. It was one to nothing. I mean, yeah, I gotta be honest with you. It didn't feel like one to nothing. It felt like five to nothing. We we completely outcoached. We didn't we didn't do one fucking thing to adjust to your four check. We didn't do a fucking thing. Ah, that was frustrating. You had one fucking ping pong goal. All right, so what are these what are these Canadian cunts doing now? Oh, and in the meanwhile, and it's somewhere in that, the, the, the women uh, had the game won, and all they had to do was just hit a, hit uh, an empty netter. They hit the post. It was laying right on the fucking goal line. They scoop it up, tie it up, and then Canada. I'm letting the Americans know because most of them still don't know this. Um, or the people down here in the United States, I should say, because we're all Americans, by the way. For all you dumb cunts up in Canada, you fucking Americans. It's, you're an American, too. You live in the Americas. There's North America and South America. We're all from the Americas. All right. You are American. The same way somebody in Poland and somebody in Ireland, they're both European. Okay. For some reason, they're calling us Americans. But at the end of the fucking day, if I want to pull cunt hairs, you guys are also Americans. Anyways, so I get off the fucking plane. And I got like 20, 30 fucking texts from these Canadian cunts going, oh, I can't wait to hear your take on the fucking hockey, right? Because they're, you know, they're actually hoping that down here, this country is like devastated. And I hate to tell you this, Canadian people, I would venture to guess that 80% of the people, they don't even know. As you notice, when we lost both games to you guys, nothing was set ablaze down here like you guys do up there. Nobody even, I'll tell you, this is how little popularity hockey has in how little they're known. It's weird. It's like totally niche and all the arenas sell out. But once you get beyond that, like nobody knows who anybody is. Um, Timu Solani was on my flight evidently um, because when I got off, I'm standing at baggage claim as I'm reading all these tweets you know, from these Canadian people, I just mind-scrolling them on my phone for some reason. Um, I look up, and Timu Salami comes walking by, and I nodded to him. You know, when you see somebody that iconic, and I'm thinking in my head, I thought it was uh, Pavel Bure. <laughs> That's how fucking old I am. I'm like a oh, skinny, cocky guy with a page boy haircut. Ah, pa- Pavel Bure. And then I was like, no, it's not him. Timu Salani, and he'd already gone by. And this is, nobody knew who the fuck he was. The guy was literally, he's coming back from the fucking Olympics. And and his shirt says, NHLPA, NHL Players Association for the ladies, right? He's wearing an I'm in the NHL shirt. Still nobody recognizes him. He goes over to the side. He's getting his own fucking bags because he's a hockey player, Right? His were priority. He's sitting first class. He's got that kind of money. One of the first bags down is his, a giant hockey bag with the Anaheim Ducks logo on it, and still nobody noticed. People looked at the bag, and they were kind of like, oh, that's odd. That's a big bag. They were kind of like, well, you know, what do they got, scaffolding in there? Somebody doing some painting? (laughs) Nobody had any fucking idea. And he takes it off himself. First ballot Hall of Fame hockey player standing right there. So I'm sorry, Canadians, as much as you want to revel in this, as you called it, your domination. I guess you dominated because you won both goals, but you certainly did not dominate the games with your one nothing fucking bullshit victories. Ah, they weren't bullshit. They were good victories. Um, you know what it is? I only got tweets from 20 people. Why am I taking down the whole fucking country? You know what? Good for you, Canada. You know, it's your sport. And it isn't even the joy of winning, I think, up there. I think it's the relief of not losing because I just had a buddy of mine from up there. You know, he knows I'm coming up there. So he goes, you know, bring your skates, uh, bring some gloves, we'll supply. They said they'll supply the rest of the stuff. And it's like, dude, I'm not using somebody else's hockey stuff, okay? <laughs> it's fucking gross. I'll take my bruises. All right? All um, right. But, anyways, he left a message. He goes, Yeah, he goes, Hey, you know, sorry about you guys losing. Uh, he goes, We won it. And then he, he paused and he goes, Thank God. So that's the way it is up there. Um, and I got to tell you, nothing down here is like that. Not even like, I would say the closest thing would be men's Olympic basketball. But even then, if they lose, we don't light shit on fire. We just go, ah, oh, a bunch of fucking spoiled brats. They're making too much money. They don't want to listen to the coaches, yada, yada. That's all we do. We don't give a fuck. We don't send people to Siberia. You know, they don't get killed like they do down in Colombia if they don't fucking, you know, inbound the soccer ball correctly, whatever the fuck you do out there in the pitch. Um, yeah, people just don't give a shit to that level. Put it this way. I actually typed in, I was trying to type in Olympic hockey, and I, and I wrote Stanley Cup. That's what I give a fuck about. As I mean, obviously, I want to win the gold. You know what fucked me up was the first gold that I saw was the 1980 team. And it was our amateur team beating the Russians. It was the Cold War. It's just never going to be as good as that again. Now it's just like it's like a couple of all-star teams playing. You know what I mean? I don't know. That sucks that we, we got along with Russia for a while. It really killed the rivalry. You know, I'm back in the day, those Team Canada games and the USA teams and then the Russians when they couldn't even get into the fucking league once they did some Moscow and the Hudson shit and these fucking guys would come over. We had no idea who they were. And they'd come over and start kicking the shit out of us, at least the Americans. And then the Flyers had to basically cheat and kick, take a couple of two-handers to their ankles and called it hockey. <laughs> I love how the Flyers organization tells that story when they, when they actually beat the Russians. Yeah. It was a great, they played some great hockey where they turned their sticks into clubs and they just basically beat them. They just beat them up, which is funny. Fucking hilarious. But, uh, is it? I don't think it's hockey. And you know what? The league suffered forever, forever in that. But anyways, congratulations to the Canadians uh, for not losing um, the gold medal game. Congratulations, okay? Your cities are safe. Your Starbucks windows will be intact. And um, I can take comfort in the fact knowing that the Stanley Cup has been in the good old US of A since 1994. Oh, you like that? Why don't you sit on that trophy? All right there, New Brunswick. I'm fucking coming. All right? Nova Scotia next week. It's coming. Markton, Halifax. Some town that begins with an H. Hamilton, Toronto, London, Ottawa, Montreal, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver. Some fucking island out there. Back to Calgary. A couple times back to Ottawa. It's going to be crazy. Um, And I know I'm going to drink like a fish and smoke cigars and I'm going to look like I'm 400 years older. And I'm going to accept that. Um, I can't wait to get up there. I can't wait to skate on that fucking canal, like a fucking twinkle toes there. Um, and there I got some pond hockey possibly lined up. It's going to be fucking insane. That's how I'm going to keep the booze weight down. I'm going to drink it up at night, and then I'm going to shake it off for morning practice, and then I'm going to stumble into the theater, right, like a grizzled vet, and I'm going to fucking knock out my hour in 15 minutes of uh, of stuff. All right? That's what I got going on. So anyways, I know I broke your balls, but that was me actually saying congratulations to Canada. What a relief. You won. Nothing got damaged. You sons of bitches. Fucking Crosby. You knew he was going to score on that goddamn breakaway. I knew it. I knew he was. And I actually tweeted, the guy never chokes. And people were like, oh, last year against the Bruins? Oh, I don't think he showed up. And the whole team got shut down. All right? And if you go through any great athlete's career, there's going to be moments. You know, there's moments, but generally speaking, as much as you don't like the guy, can you give it up for what a fucking unbelievable player he is? I know he's got big pouty lips. I know he looks like he's going to cry every time they call a penalty on him, but the stats don't lie. <coughs> the stats don't lie. The guy's a fucking phenomenal player. The last time, you know, playing for the gold, it went into overtime overtime. When all of Canada had their frozen balls up, and pulled up into their bodies after we scored the fucking game, Tyre. Tyre at the end of regulation, remember that? Who came out and scored the fucking goal? Crosby. The guy delivers. All right? So fuck all you Flyer fans and all you other cunts who can't give it up to him. I don't like him just for the simple fact that he plays for the Penguins. But I'd love to have him on my team. There you go. All right. So anyways, this is the Monday Morning Podcast. If you're new to it, welcome. Um, I do one of these every single week. I tape them Monday mornings unless my throat's hurting me. In that case, I tape them a little later. But it is my podcast, so I do it when I want to. And when I, you know, when they're allegedly late, you know, which I don't understand. Like, how how am I late to my own business? I got the keys. I'm opening up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. I'm going to tell you guys a story where that adds another layer to how dumb I am. Right after I do a little bit of advertising. Oh, fuck you. Fuck you. I got to make money too. Here we go. Hulu Plus, everybody. Hulu Plus, everyone. Hey, you've probably tried Hulu.com. Hanging out with your friends. Now with Hulu Plus, you can watch your favorite shows anytime, anywhere. Where? Hulu Plus lets you watch thousands of hit TV shows and a selection of acclaimed movies on your television or on the go with your smartphone or tablet. And it all streams in HD for the best viewing experience. With Hulu Plus, you can watch your favorite current TV shows like Saturday Night Live, Community, and Family Guy. You can also check out exclusive content, including Hulu originals like The Awesomes, starring SNL Seth Myers, who, by the way, tonight, watch him, his debut taking over Late Night, the fourth host of Late Night. Started off with the king, Dave Letterman, Went to Conan O'Brien. Went to Jimmy Fallon. Now to Seth Meyers. Sorry, back to the advertiser. And Moon Boy, starring Chris O'Dowd from Bridesmaids. Hulu Plus also offers a great selection of acclaimed films for only $7.99 a month. You can get all of this. You can stream as many TV shows and movies as you want, wherever you want. Right now, you can try Hulu Plus for free for two friggin' weeks when you go to HuluPlus.com slash bill. That's a special offer for my listeners. I'm pointing at myself with my thumb. Make sure you use HuluPlus.com slash Bill so you get an extended free trial and they know that I sent you. HuluPlus.com slash Bill now or click the HuluPlus banner on the podcast page um, at billbird.com. There you go. You like it? All right. Okay, guys, you've heard me talk about how much I love, love, DollarShaveClub.com. So why haven't you joined? Why haven't you joined? What's stopping you? Do you have a fear of success like you? Uh, like you don't have anything better to do other than go to the store, or anything better to spend your money on than uh, overpriced razors, Dollar Shave Club. What's wrong with you people? What's wrong with you people? Come on, guys. This is this is one of the, this is a layup. All right. In the last two years, DollarShaveClub.com has saved hundreds of thousands of dollars of guy of guys' times by delivering amazing quality razors, uh, high quality grooming products right to your door. All right? You've been getting screwed for years. Overpaying for your razor blades. You don't have to anymore. Go to dollarshaveclub.com forward slash burr. Shave with their razors. Um, I am a 4X guy, evidently, but my buddy swears by his executive. Who am I talking about? I don't know. Why can't I? Isn't it enough that I love this product? You got to invent friends for me. Anyways, and also check out my favorite Dr. Cavi's Easy Shave Butter! Woo! Seriously, this stuff is amazing. It makes shaving feel like you, you're softly whipping whiskers off of your face. And you can't forget about one wipe. Charlie's, the butt wipes for men. That's right, a butt wipe for men. Peppermint tingle, enough said. <laughs> what are you waiting for? You can get deliveries every other month if you need, and you can cancel any time if you don't like it. Um, this, this whole deal is airtight. DollarShaveClub.com wants you to... I don't need to read the rest of it. It's, it's, it's great. This is what you need. Shave time, shave money. Join DollarShaveClub.com. Go to DollarShaveClub.com forward slash Burr to let them know I sent you. That's DollarShaveClub.com forward slash Burr. Or go to billbird.com and click on the Dollar Shave Club banner. All right? If you don't do this, then you just like misery. Okay, all right. So here's the story of me being an absolute fucking moron. All right. um, I had a wonderful run of shows last week, Tuesday through last night, Sunday night at the New Jersey Pac Center in Newark, New Jersey. Um, My week started off with my favorite show of the year. Now, uh, the second annual Patrice O'Neill comedy benefit. Um, Amazing three hour show. With um, there wasn't anybody on that show that I that I wasn't a huge fan of. The crowd was unbelievable. I want to thank all of the comics who uh, donated their time. Um, it was just an amazing, amazing night, and I want to th- thank Opie and Anthony and Jim Norton for hyping the show, moving all those tickets. It was a huge success, and uh, for those of you who came and all that, just know that um, Patrice's mom and his uh, his, uh, his wife and his stepdaughter were over the moon happy. So you guys really did a great thing by buying tickets to that show. It's a wonderful thing. We're definitely going to do it again next year. We're going to try to expand it um, in many different ways for next year. But uh, it was a huge success, and I couldn't have done it without Maureen Tarrant behind the scenes and uh, all the comics and Opie and Anthony and all the fans that came out. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. So that was the Tuesday night. Um and it was a great night, too. We had the after party. Everybody was hanging out. And uh, Verzi's hilarious. He shows up like around 1130, right? I'm like, hey, what's up? Whatever. He's pacing back and forth like a friggin' caged goddamn cat. I don't know what the fuck's going on with him, right? Finally, I look up and make eye contact with him. And he is walking by me, just eyeballing me, right out the side of his head with this fucking not quite a grin, not quite a scowl. But he is looking at me. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, all right, you know. What 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 is this here? Oh, my stupid phone's going off here. I'm like, what is the problem, right? So I get up and I walk over, and he's like, hey, he's like, dude, I uh, you want to smoke stoke? Oh, you up for stoke? I'm like, absolutely. So he goes, I got a place, I got a place. So, long story short, the whole thing dies down around one o'clock in the morning, and we leave there. Takes me to this insane fucking cigar bar, and we go in there. They got all these different kinds of cigars, so we just fucking do it up. We got like this Nicaraguan cigar with like. Age 10 years tobacco. Dude, I swear to God, I lit this fucking thing. I almost puked. <laughs> Thank God I wasn't drinking. Because this thing was like huffing on the tailpipe of my fucking F100, man. I swear to God. But once you got the thing lit, once I got it lit, um, it it was a whole other, it was just a whole other deal. Um, it was amazing. It was like smoking a blunt. You got like high off this fucking thing. This is going to kill a lot of purists. I'm still not drinking. I'm a month in 28 days, four weeks. Um, I actually got an duels with it. I know I, I'm waiting for every guy out. Ah, Jesus Christ. Are you a fucking queer there? Yes. I fucking, I had drank an duels. I have to. All right. I got a 20-day tour of Canada coming up. Damage will be done. I'm in basic training right now. All right? Fucking, what are, what are those old army marches? What do they say? I don't know. They always say you're gay. Or you part cattle. Don't they do that? Are they allowed to do any of those anymore? You know, now that they have um, openly gay people in the military, I guess like half of their jokes are out the window. Where are you from? Only thing from there is steers and queers. You ain't got no horns, right? With their hacky fucking jokes. They had to update it. Only thing from there is steers and homosexuals. <laughs> Fuck, it doesn't rhyme. God damn it, give me 20. Um. Anyways, completely lost my train of thought. So we, we smoke these cigars. I'm drinking a fucking O'Doul's. And it was still great. That's how unbelievable this cigar was. And it was so strong. Like, I don't need. This is me lying to myself, saying I don't need another cigar. I'm not going to lie to you. I want to fucking smoke one tonight, but I'm not going to. I always let, you know. I get scratched up a little bit. By alcohol and cigars, but I never let it get its hooks in me. You know? And that's because of my, uh, I have that German-Irish stubborn thing. Where I can push through shit. Because if I didn't. And I know a lot of people. Oh Irish are a bunch of fucking alcoholics. You know what a lot of us aren't. Okay. And, and it would be nice if you brought us up. Every once in a while. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. I just basically how I'm wired. I feel when something's getting it's hooks in me. And I continue to abuse it. For like another three months. And then I go alright I gotta stop. Um. So that's what I do with cigars. Although now, just by talking about him now, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking... You hear that? That's me fucking hitting the bed right now. I want one. Which is why I'm not going to smoke one. I keep it at bay. You know what I mean? Like that guy who doesn't want to be in a relationship. You know, he bangs her every two weeks and then doesn't call her. Since so she doesn't develop feelings. And he shows up again. Hey, look who's here. Oh, is that my dick? Hey, right? And then you fucking leave again. <laughs> so anyways, the next night... I'm out at Westbury Theater. The second time I've performed there, that's that one that Howie Mandel did a special there. I believe Brian Regan did a special there. It's fucking amazing. In the round, I went out there. I, I Oh, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. The night of Patrice's thing, we fucking went over there and the cigar bar was closed. So when we went out to Westbury, that's what we did. After Westbury, we went in there. Um, we we had a fucking great show. Paul Verzi, arguably the best set I've ever seen him. Beyond being funny. Son of a bitch is smooth as hell now. Talking a little shit for you there, Verzi. Fucking guy is smooth as hell. Looks like a total pro. Handling being in the round. No problem whatsoever. Um, Fucking killing him. And got that applause beyond, thank God, you know, you're done. Bring on the next guy. He, He got a sustained appreciation and a round of applause. Um which was great for me to see as a friend. And then it also sucks as a friend. Cause I know he's going to be headlining his own shit soon. And then he won't be opening for me anymore, which sucks. I mean, it's great for my liver, you know, and the mouth cancer there. Um, anyways, um, yeah. So then we went to the cigar bar and all that bullshit happens. And then the next night I drove all the way down. Now I'm working with this dude, Nate Craig, uh, we fucking drive all the way down to uh, Charlottesville, Virginia. supposed to be a six-hour drive, turned into a fucking nine-hour drive because they're digging up all the goddamn roads, you know? But it was interesting, man. We were going through, like, these highway I always just take 95 down. We actually got off at 95 and kind of angled over there. And all of a sudden, we're just going by these open fields that have, like, these cannons in them. I'm like, what the fuck are the cannons sitting there? Someone's going to steal that thing. And then we realized, oh, those are Civil War battlefields. Fucking insane. They're not even that big. Kind of like the Orange Bowl. Do you ever remember the Orange Bowl, how small it was when you finally went and saw it? If you'd seen some of the new stadiums, how fucking gigantic they are, like Lucas Oilfield. Like, the, the battlefields, they're really small. At least the ones that I drove by at 40 miles an hour without really looking at too much appeared to be. Um, anyways... Did a show in Fredericksburg. No, I'm sorry. What did I say? Charlottesville. Next day, drove up to Fredericksburg, I think it was. At Fredericks Hill. Or I don't know what the fuck it was. Someplace in Maryland. Then went back down to Richmond. And then had brutal traffic all the way up to the New Jersey uh, Newark gig. Uh, but all the shows were awesome. And um, All right. So the night ends. Had a great run. Nate was killing it the whole time. I hadn't worked with him in like a year. And I saw all his progress that he's made as a comic. And that, I'm telling you, man, that like inspires me to have a better show. I, that's the kind of people I like working with. I like working with people that are growing, you know. These fucking people, you come and you see them like a year or two later and like their act hasn't changed at all. It's like depressing to see that. It's like going back to the towny bar and there's that guy. Fucking guy that was sitting there the last time you were there. Still wearing the football jacket and shit. They're just stuck in the mud. Drives me nuts. So whatever. Anyways. Um, I'm now noticing. My level's low. I'm not going to fuck with this. This is where it was last week and nobody bitched. All I'm getting is one green light. Hello. Test. Fuck you. All right. That's good. Anyways. Um, so uh, So this morning... I go to leave in the rental car. Nate's been driving the rental car the whole fucking time. I get down there. I've already packed. Um, I already have it mapped out how to get to Newark Airport from where I'm at because it's really tricky from downtown. Secured this fucking route. I have everything ready to go. I wake up 6:20. I'm down at the rental car by like 6:30, 630, 6:35. I get in it. Everything's good. I got my little card to get out of the fucking garage. Finally, I'm organized. And then I'm looking at the keys and all I see is just a square, like in my Prius, where you just take the square like magic key that you can unlock it from 50 paces and you just stick it in the uh, key badge that they now have in the dashboard. And I'm looking around and there isn't one. All I see is a place where you stick the key in and I'm looking going, you got to be shitting me. I'm digging in my pockets. I can't find the fucking key. It's 6.35 in the morning. Nate is sound asleep. He's the last one who drove it. And I'm going, you got to be fucking kidding me. You got to be kidding me. I look down at the keychain. There's another little key ring. And I can see like it's all separated. Like a key could have just fell off. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And I'm just like, really? I start doing that. Really? Really, God? Really? What the fuck did I do to deserve this one? I can't just have a fucking quick trip to the goddamn airport. So now I'm literally, I'm already going, okay, I'm calling Nate. If he doesn't pick up, I am abandoning this fucking vehicle. Fuck this. I'm getting in a goddamn cab. I'm walking up. I'm taking the magic key portion of this thing and going, it's your own fucking fault for sticking a a, a magic, you know, the magic key with the fucking other key with the, with, with the, with the defective ring on it. This ain't on me. I'll tell you where it's at. You want to charge me 200 bucks? I don't give a fuck. I'm not missing my flight and going home to see my family. All right. Fuck you. I'm out. I'm already thinking of that. So Nate picks up, like, hello, oh, oh, oh. right? I'm like, dude, I'm sorry to wake you up, but do you have the key? I can't find the key. So he starts walking around his room, rummaging through pockets and shit. And then it finally dawns on him. He goes, wait. He goes, He goes, the key's on the thing. You just got to press the button. I go, what are you talking about? He goes, on the little whatever the fuck you call that thing, the thing that opens it and puts online on the line because you just press the button. So I press the button and the key comes out like a fucking jackknife. And he heard it come out and he just starts laughing at me. And there wasn't anything I could do. I just started laughing too. And I want to tell you guys that I am embarrassed by this story, but I'm not. Like that kind of shit happens. Like with any remote base level technology, I just can't figure it out. I've used keys like that in the past. I haven't in a while, but I I just, it doesn't take a lot to stump me. Like anything that has to do with computers. Oh, so-and-so just tweeted at you. You should go look it up. I look it up. I can't find it. I I, I just, I suck at it. Fucking suck at it. And I landed. After I landed, he called me up and he was still saying, dude, like I couldn't go back to sleep. I was just laying in the bed laughing at you. And I was going, dude, and I told him the whole thing. I said, dude, if you didn't get on the phone, I wasn't going back up there. I was literally going to abandon the rental car. And he goes, who the fuck abandons a rental car? And I go, fucking successful people do. You know, keep your eye on the prize. Trim the fat. You know? It's like the horse is stumbling. Just fucking shoot it. Now we're walking. Fuck it. I'll call it cab. I can never shoot a horse for all you animal lovers out there. I just would call a cab and I was prepared. If he didn't pick up what I was going to do, my backup plan was I was taking my shit out of the back of it. I was locking it and I was going to curse all the way to the lobby, get a cab and I was going to go back over to to, uh, the rental car place, walk right in there and go here. Here's the keys. Here's where it's at. I got only have the magic part of it. I don't know where the fuck another thing is. All right. Charge me whatever and the person would have looked at me and would have hit that button and that thing would have opened up and I would have just sat there looking like, I just would have laughed. I would just be like, hey, I'm a fucking idiot. You know, what do you want from me? That's what, I, I, you you, don't, you didn't do enough of a background check. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I'm really having like major self-esteem problems because I already knew all of this shit about me. And then my wife hit me with that. You have ADD. And I told you last week when I was sitting there getting ready to do the Patrice thing. And it's always like a very melancholy thing to do. You know, when someone you love like that has died, but you're doing something positive, there's still always that void. So I was talking to her about it and I was literally getting emotional for people who didn't listen last week. I was getting emotional about it. And I looked up and there was a spider on the ceiling and I was like, oh, a spider. And I just started talking about spiders for like, I don't know, I don't even know how long I was gone. And I brought my head back down and she was just looking at me smiling. And I was, it was just like, I mean, I couldn't argue with her at that point. So, you know, I, I don't know what's, you know, it really explains now why I did so horribly in school. <laughs> I just remember being in these classes and it was just me and a bunch of other fuck-ups. And I would be sitting in the class just going, I know I'm not as dumb as the grade that I'm getting in this like." I can't be because if I, if I was, I wouldn't be aware of how, how much of a failure I am. Would I like, do you think really dumb people are aware of it? You know, that look on their faces, they try to figure shit out. But then again, then I can go around and I, I can I, like a, a little hidey thing can confuse the shit out of me. Fucking Nate was hilarious. He goes, what's your address? I'm going to send your wife some flowers. <laughs> <laughs> just for having to live with me. Do you realize how fucking sad that is? Ah, of course you do. And I know you're enjoying every bit of this, but anyways, I went, um, I went back to the, uh, the hotel cause I was being a good boy. The, uh, this whole week, not drinking. Um, and uh, I actually saw, I saw a couple of fucking just great old, I kiss me deadly. I always come on when it's in the middle. What a fucking great movie that is. I know a lot of people from my generation and after know that is a lead of Ford song. It's actually a film noir movie. And the lead of the movie, who I should really look up because uh I like what this guy did. Like he crushed it in that movie, and a lot of people say it's a uh it's a prototype for all the uh all the tough guy movies this role of the guy, uh, Ralph Meeker. I'll actually look this guy up, and he he came around during, like, the studio system. For all you uh, football fans and and sports fans out there, the studio system back then was kind of like back, um, like sports before they had, like, free agency. Well, like, back in the day, say, if you you played center field for the Yankees, okay, and during the tail end of Joe DiMaggio's, career and the beginning of Mickey Mantle's career, you were fucked. You were never getting brought up and they weren't going to release you. And you didn't make it to the majors simply because two of the greatest center fielders of all time happened to be playing for the team that drafted you and you were fucked. You couldn't go anywhere. I don't, I guess maybe you try to switch positions. I do not know what you did back in the day, studio system. They basically, they groomed you. They brought you up. They'll, they change your name like they did with Marilyn Monroe and you just did movies for them. So anyways, they wanted this guy uh, – let me look him up here so I, I get the story right. Ralph Meeker. They wanted him to uh, to sign one of those contracts, and uh, he refused to. So he got, like, blackballed, and it kind of fucked up his career. Um, but I totally respect that, you know, he did something like that. Man, I mean, I don't like getting tied down like that either. It's just like I'm not fucking – I didn't get in this business to work for you. I'll do a job with you. You're going to own me forever? Go fuck yourself. But um, it's just just a great movie. He just slaps a bunch of people around. A bunch of people get shot. There's some bad acting in it too because it's 1955 or whatever, you know. Um, That one came on, um, which has just a fucking, it just, really crazy ending the first time I saw it disturb me, disturbing ending. But just, I'm going to let you guys know, I'm not one of those movie snobs. Like, I go, when I saw Blair Witch by myself, I got scared. It freaked me out. I saw The Ring, I get scared. Like, I, I take the ride with the movie. I don't sit there going, fake! That was lame! Unless it really sucks. So take it with a grain of salt, all right? Um, I saw that, and then I also saw... Uh, I watched an episode of The Honeymooners, and I realized... That I am I have a lot of Ralph Cramden in me. I just watch that guy, he gets worked up over little things, he catastrophizes, he flips out, he screams at the woman in his life, and then in the end he realized not only is he in the wrong, he's a hundred percent wrong, and then he goes and he apologizes to his wife and then for some reason she accepts the apology. And that that's basically my life. So I learned that, and then I also learned this superstition that I have. Like I don't put a hat on the bed. And I never I never, uh, I never, never even heard of that, the hat on the bed thing being bad luck until uh, Billy Bob Thornton was talking about it, like all his superstitions and how he doesn't like antique furniture, which is hilarious. He's just like, it creeps me out. <laughs> And I got to tell you, I've gone into some antique fucking places and the smell in there, it's the smell of death. And I totally understood it. But for some reason, I, I never researched the hat on the bed, why it was considered bad luck. But if I threw a baseball hat down on the bed, I'd immediately knock it off. I actually believed in it. And um, so I actually was looking up these things while Nate was driving the origins of all this and the the hat on the bed was basically hair was, back in the day, was thought to, I guess, hold evil spirits because a lot of people wore hats back then and you took your hat off in the static electricity. Sometimes they'd see a little flash of light in there and I guess they had no idea what, what it was, like there's lightning in your hair. I mean, I don't know if they were still drawn on cave walls at that point, but they had enough technology to make a fucking hat, so I don't know where it came from. But anyways, they thought the evil spirits were, uh, in your hair and you know, they, they were, they got into your hat and if you put the hat on the bed, it would get into the sheets and into the mattress, which makes no fucking sense. Cause if it's already in your hair, then it's in your pillow. It, why doesn't it drip down into your fucking brain? None of it makes any sense. So now I'm over it. So now I went out of my way to put a fucking hat on the bed, right? Nothing bad's happening. Bunch of good shits happening for me. I can focus on the bad stuff. I couldn't figure out the magic key this morning, All right? I couldn't figure that out. Well, f- well, bad shit happens. You know what? I'm gonna read this thing that I re- that I read to fucking Nate, and it is that's his nickname, fucking Nate. Um, what is it? Origins of bad luck. Here we go. Let's see if I can get the top ten. That's the number 13. What is it? How about how about this? How about the hang in there, guys? Top 10 bad luck superstitions. Here we go. Maybe this is it right here. Oh, where the fuck? 25 most popular superstitions. There were some really good ones in there, like the ladder, walking under a ladder. The ladder, when it's leaned up against the wall, forms a triangle, which is like the Trinity or something, and you're supposed to be, like, insulting God if you do that. Um... In some parts of Turkey, you may want to think twice before whipping out the chewing gum. There's a belief that if you are chewing gum at night, it is actually rotting dead flesh. Well, I think that's a little has a little more to say about the uh, Turkey's Food and Drug Administration than it does about. Groaning cheese for a newborn? Is this from the Northern Hemisphere? What the fuck is this? You've probably heard of Swiss cheese, cheddar cheese, or pepper jack cheese. But have you heard of groaning cheese? No, I haven't. you probably heard of get to the fucking point. Start trying to fill out your paragraph. In medieval England, expectant mothers made what they called a groaning cheese, which was a large wheel of cheese that matured for nine months as the unborn baby grew. This is already fucking creepy. When the groaning time or the time of the birth came, how tough were broads back then? The groaning time. Given birth without any fucking morphine, groaning. That's all I did was groan. The fucking husband's laying down there, getting his entrails taken out. Freedom, all right. Different kind of tough back then. Um, when the groaning time came, or the time of the birth, the whole family would celebrate by eating this cheese until nothing but the outer rind was left. Jesus Christ, were they all bound up or what? Then the guy's groaning, trying to shit the next day, right? The newborn would then be passed through the rind on Christmas Day to be blessed with a long and prosperous life. What a cheesy superstition, it says. Well, that's not bad luck, is it? They had to sit there and eat all of that? that? That whole fucking thing is gross. That's just fucking gross. I'm thinking a bunch of gross shit with that. All right. Let's read one more here. Friday the 13th has been the source of superstitions ever since the 19th century. Though its origin is shrouded in speculation and theories, it's not going to stop us from having a fucking website about it. Sorry. Its impact is quite evident. Many people will avoid... Well, then you don't even know what it is and you bring it up, you asshole. All right. Fuck this. Fuck this website. Okay. You know what? Let's... let's, uh, Do I have anything else I want to read about? Oh, by the way, I found a new documentary. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, Of course, I don't know the name of it. They just unearthed it. Uh, Who's the guy who got in the hot tub and banged the 13-year-old and then left the country? What the fuck's his name? Rupert Murdoch? (laughs) Billy Ray Valentine? What the fuck is his name? Ah, shit, I got it. I have it. It's a French name. Roman Polanski. That was close. Rupert Murdoch, Roman Polanski, Robert Polanski. He, he's got a, He made a documentary on, on Jackie Stewart. Um, Roman Polanski, Jackie Stewart documentary. They just put it up on Netflix. It's from, uh, it's from the early seventies. I can't wait to watch it. Formula one champion weekend of champions. I guess it's up on, uh, According to uh, this car magazine I bought on the plane. I guess it's up on Netflix. Weekend of Champions. I'm going to watch it. You should watch it. You should watch True Detective. You should keep watching Fast and Loud. These are the shows that I like. These are the shows I recommend. All right, let's get back to the uh, the podcast here. Um, where are we? Oh, Jesus, the whole thing's off the fucking... It's just gone off the goddamn rails here. Um, I think I talked about everything. There's a gay... Basketball player now, I, this is going to be the greatest fucking thing ever. If these, the gay football player and the gay basketball player it might make a bunch of other f- sports players, players of s- professional sports come out. It's going to be the funniest fucking shit. I cannot fucking wait. Nobody has stepped in shit yet either. All right. Um, not. I didn't mean it like that. All right. Nobody has fucked up. Everybody is trained. Everybody knows what to say. I think part of it is people are educated now, but also people have seen enough other people get in trouble. Most recently, the Duck Hunter guy. So everybody's just saying the right thing. Hey, can the guy play? If the guy can play, he can be on the team. I don't think it's any big deal. It's 2014. They're all saying that shit, but I guarantee you somebody's going to fuck up. Who's it going to be? Who's your money on? What sport? Who do you like? Trying to think somebody, you know, if this was a big election year, some dark horse Republican, ultra, ultra conservative in his sixties, he would definitely say something, you know, I don't think they should be on the field. I think they should be cured first before they're allowed in the locker room. They'd say something like that, but I'm telling you, it's going to open the floodgates and, uh, Right now, what's funny is ESPN is just talking about it and talking about it, just praying that somebody's going to fuck up and cause a controversy, but nobody gives a fuck in a good way. They're like, who gives a shit? Can the guy play? Get him on the goddamn team, right? Like that guy coming out of Missouri is the SEC Defensive Player of the Year. I want him on my team, all right? But ESPN, they can't keep the air underneath it any fucking longer. They're running it's just just they're running out of shit. It's hilarious. It's just everybody being 100% accepting. They need somebody to fuck up. So for the love of God, if you're a moron, if you're a Bible beater, if you're down there in the Jesus jet stream, I know they're going to they're stick a microphone in somebody's face. They can't get a coach. They can't get a player. They can't get an owner to fuck up. I guarantee you their next fucking move because they're, the, the story is dying they're going to have to just start walking around talking to people on the street and just just basically entrapping people. That's my prediction. I'm calling that for this week. All right? They're going to snuff it out. All right? Like the Marines on Iwo Jima, walking up that fucking mountain, snuffing them out. Because um, they're not on the island, they're in it. I told you I'm reading that book, Flags of Your Father's. Flags of our fathers, or whatever—unbelievable, unfucking believable. Another unbelievable book. And I they think of the shit that sets me off—the shit that these guys went through. You know, they made that Saving Private Ryan, and you think that like that sort of landing was a uh, was an exception rather than the norm. All throughout, from what I'm reading, as these Marines were taken. Island by island, out in the, the Pacific, it, it was D-Day every fucking day, and Iwo Jima was the worst. This motherfucker, Japanese general, he he, he let them all gather on the beach. He didn't just start shooting at them. You know, the, the, the Navy had bombarded the island for like, they were supposed to do it for like five, six days. They only did it like two or three days. And they didn't realize that the Japanese, they were in it. They had like 16 miles of tunnels. They had these pillboxes, you know, basically just wide enough to stick their guns through. And they let all the Marines gather on the beach before they opened up on them. Just, I, I don't even, like some of the horrible shit that they were talking about, I don't even know how you, they were saying it was so shocking. Some people just, one of the things when, you, when you're dealing with that, something that overwhelming is your bought you actually just go to, into a deep sleep. Like you fall asleep, like you're laying on the couch during the four o'clock game. You know what I mean? And like sergeants would be kicking guys trying to wake them up. And you would come to like, fuck. You probably were pissed. Like, why didn't you let me just keep sleeping? Um, unbelievable book. Highly recommend it. Obviously, they made it into a movie and all that shit. I think they did. I know it's a huge book. But, uh, you know, I figure if you guys listen to me read every week out loud, that you guys aren't big readers too. So I still also need to recommend highly uh, successful books there. All right. Why don't I shut the fuck up and uh, I'll do uh, a little more advertising. I'll leave the last couple of adver- ads here and then we'll go into the questions for this week. Does it sound good. Beautiful. All right. Stamps.com. You've probably heard the cost of a stamp just went up to 49 cents, 49 cents. Jesus Christ. But not if you have stamps.com with stamps.com. You'll pay less for postage than you would at the post office. For first-class mail, priority and priority mail, express packages, and more, Stamps.com is easy to use and convenient. Buy and print discounted stamps, shipping labels, and more using your own computer and your printer. Not only will you save money with Stamps.com by not paying full price for postage, you'll save valuable time, too. Stamps.com always keeps the rates up to date, so you'll always have the exact postage you need every time right from your desk. Never. Repeat, never go to the post office again. I use stamps.com to send out all my posters and DVDs. I'm a moron. I can figure it out. So can you. Right now, use my last name, Burr. B-U-R-R for the B-U-R-R for this special offer. No risk trial plus $110 bonus offer. That includes a digital scale and up to $55 free postage. Don't wait. Go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Burr. That's stamps.com. Enter Burr. And lastly but not leastly, uh evoice. You're a business owner, but automated phone systems and secretaries are not in your budget just yet. And juggling incoming calls yourself makes it really hard to look like a professional there. Here's something that will dramatically help you make more money in 2014. Evoice. Whether you're a business of 1 or 100, eVoice will help you manage all of your incoming calls. With a toll-free number, dial-by-name directory, and call routing tools, your business will sound like a million bucks. Can't take a call? No problem. eVoice will transcribe the voicemail and email it to you. Never be caught off guard again. And with eVoice, you can try it before you buy it. Right now, just for my listeners, you can get a 60-day trial to eVoice for absolutely free. Go to eVoice.com and enter the promo code BILL. B-I-L-L at the, uh, at the checkout. Take charge of your business and make more money in 2014. Go to evoice.com and enter B-I-L-L at checkout for your 60-day free trial. Two months for free. That's evoice.com, promo code Bill. All right, there you go. My painful reading out loud is over for this week. At least the advertising is. Now for the questions. All right, response to plantar fissuritis. That's the pain in the bottom of my foot that is on again, off again. Sir Billion, I have plantar fasciitis, however you say. Uh, A couple years ago, I had it a couple years ago, and my doctor told me two things. One, there are straps that you can put onto your feet to stretch them out as you're sleeping, and they wrap around your feet to your calf. I don't like that shit. Number two, uh, number two worked for me, and that was to sleep with my feet hanging off the bed. Oh, number two, okay, that's the second option. So either you do the straps, you have your feet hanging off the bed. This makes sure that they won't curl up on you while you're sleeping. After about two to three weeks, my feet started to feel better. Well, my feet feel fine. It's just like if I don't stretch ridiculously before I play drums or run a little bit, skip rope or anything like that, like the pain comes back. Uh, I want to know how to rehab it. How do I strengthen it up? So I can actually run again. Um, but I do appreciate what, what you're telling me there. There's um, somebody else. Number two. Uh, Dear Billy Blueballs. I heard you were struggling with the plantar fasciitis, And since my girlfriend is a doctor of physical therapy. I summoned her expertise to help eliminate some of your pain. She said. She 100% agrees with your morning stretching routine. She also commented that there are a couple more things that could potentially help such as golf ball in the freezer, pulling it out a couple times a day to roll on your footsies as well, Uh, filling a Dixie cup with water and freezing it. Once frozen, you can peel away the Dixie cup as desired uh, to provide a manageable, smooth block of ice. You may find some some relief by using a technique called ice massaging, massaging under the arch of your foot. She also mentioned possibly orthotic options and my favorite, begging the lovely Nia to deeply massage the affected area to help break up the adhesion from overworked tendon. I'm at that point. What I need, people, I need, how do I rehab it? How do I strengthen it up? Um, Because I'm already doing most of that. I do the tennis ball thing. Like when I go to play drums in my little drum bag, I actually have a tennis ball. And I got a whole routine. I roll it and it doesn't bug me. But my thing is, is if I don't do that, Every fucking time, if I just sit down to play, like, the the it's annoyed again. Now, is that for life because once you get it, you get it? Or can I actually build it back up again? Like, um, if I don't stretch, I always feel like it's right. I feel like I'm a week after the inju- injury happened. Do you know what I mean? I don't go back with the affliction, but it's a nagging pain. So ask your wife or girlfriend there, is... Uh, Am I fucked for life with this? Or can I actually build it back up again? The way, you know, I've torn muscles and I'm able to build it back up. Every once in a while, something will happen. Ah, who gives a fuck? I don't know. All right, Bill. Why the back and forth? Uh, Billy D. Williams. Why do you start and quit drinking so much? You're truly not an alcoholic. Well, you can say that from what? Listening to the podcast? He goes, of course, I can't know for this this for sure. Okay, he just put himself back in check. I apologize. Uh, But this doesn't... But it doesn't seem like you need booze to get through the day. You're not a different person when you drink. It's not like, holy shit, Bill's drinking again. Hide your punchlines and put the kids to bed. You're literally the Oprah of booze consumption. Relax with this whole wagon bullshit. Wagons are like wheelchairs. Don't fuck with it unless you need it. Have a whiskey. You'll be fine. Tell Verzi I think he's a two-beer queer. I called it. Uh, no, dude, you need to hang out with us. You have to understand that. How how would you drink? Okay. If at the end of every day, there was an open bar free, by the way, I guess open bar is free. Um, an idiot, (laughs) an open bar, free bar, pie, a la mode with ice cream, please. um, yeah, that's the thing. Like I have an unbelievable amount of free time and I drink as much as two of my friends who've gone to uh, the doctor and found out that they had an enlarged liver. So, and then also it ages you, you get a puffy face and all that. So what I do is, yeah, little binge and purge, little binge and purge. I'm doing great. I'm still in great shape. I still look good. You know, I'm losing the roof, but everything else is looking all right. You know, what do you want from me? I appreciate your concern, but, um, you know, I just went on basically like a two-year bender. I took a year off, and then uh, I came back, came back strong, picked up right where I left off. Dude, I had four fucking white Russians. Who does that before I got on a plane? Woke up with a splitting headache, and I felt like I ate a bag of Halloween candy. Who does that? You know, fucking idiot. I need to take a little time out. I feel great after 28 days. It's good to give your liver a break every once in a while. Um, But believe me, I'm going to up to Canada. In the same way a woman goes to the Bahamas or goes to the tropics and fucks around on her husband and says it doesn't count because I'm outside of the country. I do the same thing with booze. It doesn't count. I'm in Canada. What am I supposed to do? It's fucking cold up here. All right. Gay guy who likes a girl. Hey, billion-dollar bill, I'm a 20-year-old gay guy, and I rec- and recently I've started to like my best friend who is a girl. I never liked a girl before, so this is uncharted territory for me. She knows I'm gay. We go to the movies alone together and have, and have sleepovers and really just do things that I know she wouldn't do with her guy friends who weren't gay. Okay. Um, so you get to fucking sleep in the same sleeping bag with her? She knows that you're not going to be poking her. Is that what it is? Anyways, her boyfriend, who I don't know too well, is cool with us spending so much time together because he knows I'm gay and therefore I am no threat to him. About a month ago, I was spending the night in a room when she took her shirt off and started changing in front of me. She's, comf- she's comfortable enough with me that she's changed in the same room I was in before and I never really cared because she always had a bra on underneath. This time she didn't. So I saw her tits. (laughs) You sound like a straight guy that you said tits. It's really blunt. So I saw her tits um, instead of her breasts. I saw her tits and it was the first time I've ever seen a girl naked before. Ever since that happened, I've had a huge crush on her. More than I've ever liked a guy even. So wait a minute. So that means what? You saw a, a naked guy first and so then you just went with guys? And now that you've seen a woman, this is, dude, this is beyond me. This is really fucking interesting. So you have a serious, like, crush. He goes, I think about her all the time, often sexually. And now I feel dishonest every time I see her because she still thinks I'm gay. While in reality, I'm sometimes there thinking about what it would be like to fuck her. Hey, buddy, welcome aboard. Permission granted. Come on aboard. I'm loving this story. Telling her I like her would get me nowhere since she has a boyfriend, but I hate living with the guilt of her not knowing. What should I do? I will tell you what you do. Shut the fuck up is what you do. That is that is a a a That is a fucking shitstorm private. You stand the fuck down on that one. All right? If you think this is what. Why don't you go try out your new desires on someone outside of that relationship? Okay. Um, I would definitely. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. I. I. I this is fucking, dude. You got to call Doctor Drew on this one. I got. I got to throw out a lifeline here. I. I would. Go out to a bar. And uh, you know what? God damn it. I need a gay friend for this one. You know what? I'm going to ask a gay friend and I'm going to get back to you next week. What do you think about that? All right. In the meantime, don't fucking pull a Facebook here and just fucking vomit all your feelings. Don't do that. Okay. I know I'm, I'm sounding like I'm being a dick, but I'm helping you out here. This is a shit storm here because... First of all, she's in a fucking relationship with somebody. You, you don't want to do that. Um, she's also now friends with you. And she thinks you're gay. And she thinks that she can trust you. And if all of a sudden you come fucking walking at her with a fucking stinger, she's going to think about all the times she fucking changed in front of you. And it's just really going to creep her out. Uh... I don't know what to tell you, dude. Like I would say right now, stop sleeping over there, figure out what the fuck's going on. But, uh, I need some, I need some, I need some gay help. I need some gelp on this one. Gay people, any gay people out there, wherever you are, come in, come in, come in. Uh, yeah, help me out on this one. We'll have, we'll have a new section of the podcast. Gelp, gay help. Help me out on this one. <laughs> I don't know what to tell this dude. All right. All right. Uh, girl wanted to roofie me. Jesus. These are some interesting ones this week. Bill, don't worry. This isn't a, this isn't some creepy story. Oh, it's one of those mainstream roofie stories. Um, the person says I, I got to college in the Northeast last weekend, my buddies and I had a party and I invited this yeah, you left out the word. I'm going I'm to guess girl from one of my classes because we were always laughing together, blah, 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 blah. So she shows up and she looks amazing. Ah, oh, what a great story. What a great time in your life. What could go wrong? We started laughing, doing shots even better. She starts leaning into me more as the night goes on. Ah, memories like the corners of my life. After things start to settle and her dumb friends leave... <laughs> We go up to my room. She sits on my bed and asks me if the door is locked. I tell her, yes, capital Y-E-S, with confidence and also confusion. She then pulls something out of her bag and asks if I want to get crazy with her. I say, well, not the kind of fun that will result in me gargling my own chunks like Hendrix. Ah, oh, Jesus. I hope you didn't say that. Uh, she got the joke and laughed. All right. She's a keeper. Uh, I felt good about what was to come. Maybe it was ecstasy. I'd never done ecstasy. And that could be fun, right? Nope. Capital N-O-P-E. She then says, this is a low-grade roofie. Want to split it? Dude, this went from a coming-of-age story to immediately one of the mo- most fucked up. This is a whole new room. I've never been in this room. I'm going to stand near the door for the rest of this. Uh, Now, you might be thinking this is mutual. How can this go wrong? We'd both be on the same medicine. I was intrigued, Bill, very intrigued. I sat down at my desk and put on some music and stalled as I thought about it. Then I heard your voice in my head. Dude, either banger, clean, or get the fuck out. Uh, I'm a good kid from a small town and I'd rather jerk it for the rest of my life than panic to a dumb female. Good for you. If you don't want to do it, don't fucking do it. Let alone partake in something that nuts. I still collect baseball cards, you know, if you can't do the math. No, dude, I, I listen. I still buy old football cards. I'm right there with you. And there's a bunch of people out there who could literally just fuck a goddamn ostrich on the 50-yard line in a football game and wouldn't give a shit, they would do it and they would feel fine about it the next day and they should do it, all right? If you're more wired that way, yeah, don't do it. He goes, so I told her, uh, this can only go bad for me. She then says, how about only you take it? What? Dude, you need to get this girl the fuck out of the room before she takes out a strap-on. Um, (laughs) I don't like this at all. This is creeping me up. She says, I tell her that that is only a terrible idea. She laughed a little bit. And then I explained the situation to her. Dude, wait a minute. She goes, is the door locked? She pulls out a roofie. Let's split it. What if only you take it? Dude, this is, uh, this, this isn't good. She goes, I said, Okay, wait. She laughed a bit, and then I explained the situation to her. I said, look, babe, you're putting me in a terrible position here because I wanted to strip you down and have at it, but I can't with that thing in the room. It's a loaded gun. I told her her we were going to walk together to the bathroom and flush it, neither one of us being alone with the powerful supplement. She laughed and said she understood. We started going at it, and the next morning she said, I'm sorry if that was weird. I'm glad you're a smart guy that earned you a threesome with my friend from home. Just say when. Oh, my God. Where the fuck did that Hollywood ending come from? Bill, within 12 hours, I went from here's some good old-fashioned college fun to preparing my defense to how can I satisfy her and her friend properly. There's only one way to learn. Fucking go jump in it. I'm such a dumb guy. After she pulls out a roofie, fuck this. She goes, so how do, so how'd I do? Would you ever eat a roofie with a, no, fuck no. The answer is, is always no, right? Absolutely. Dude, you, you saying no fucking walked you into a threesome. Jesus fucking Christ. Dude, if you don't do a follow-up fucking email to that, I don't even care if this isn't true. This is the greatest screenplay I've ever read. Wow, that's fucking phenomenal. More power to you. Yeah, but for the grace of God, that's fucking phenomenal. All right, here's the thing. You go over there. This is the thing. You want this to be a home game if you can because she's a little fucking weird. If they insist you go over her place, you got to fucking do it. Go over there. All right? Don't let them spray you with any sort of mist. If they do, you got to jump through the screen door. You got to get the fuck out of there. All right? Uh, Other than that, fucking... (laughs) <laughs> take the beach my friend oh that's great that made my fucking week all right third cousin dear billy bendito i live in denver and i'm visiting my family back in nebraska recently uh i was visiting sorry my mom and dad are both from the same small town and had larger families so i have a lot of family back there uh i was with a cousin Uh oh Uh oh please don't go sexual here also from denver and if you don't go sexual and i just said that and it grossed you out i apologize also from Denver, at a bar in a nearby large town. And we were throwing back a couple of beers. There was a pretty young lady at the bar who, surprisingly enough, found me quite charming. One thing led to another, and I ended up going back to her place. Dude, great fucking emails this week. The next morning, we were grabbing some coffee and having some more detailed conversation about ourselves, and it turns out we have the same great-grandpa and grandma Oh no, I.e., our parents are cousins, making us third cousins. In your mind, is that weird? Yes. Yet yeah, is that it? Is weird? Is it? Is that legal? I'm no fool and wrapped my tool. Jesus Christ, dude! Do you have that on a T-shirt? I'm no fool. Be no. Don't be a fool. Wrap your tool. I'm no fool and wrap my tool. But do you know what the chances are me and this girl would have created a mutant had I knocked her up? Thanks and go fuck yourself. Well, I can look that up for you, sir, on the lovely Internet. And like most people who do research on the Internet, I will take the first thing that I read as law. Third, and this is going to be on my computer now because of you. Third cousin sex legal question mark. Cousin marriage law in the United States. Oh, God, there's a fucking chat here with different colors. Laws regarding first cousin marriage in the United States. First cousin marriage is legal in California. What? Hawaii, Alaska, Massachusetts, Vermont, New York. No fucking way. Criminal offenses, Texas. You know, sometimes te- when Texas is right, they're fucking, they're right. Oklahoma, both the Dakotas and Nevada. Wait, 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 wait. Well, let's get the third cousin here. This is just first cousins. Where the fuck is third cousins? How is first co- There's no fucking way you can marry your first cousin. That That isn't right. That was Wikipedia, by the way incest cousin marriage law regarding incest dude i don't want to be on this part of the internet dude you got to look this up okay whatever you got away with it hopefully just stay away from her all right jesus christ when you notice somebody has the same smile as you like you ever notice the kennedys they all have that that fucking horse tooth smile you know, that's when you got to fucking pull the plug and get away from me. Anyways, I got shit to do, people. I know this is a, kind of a short one. Oh, it's an hour and 10 minutes. I appreciate you being patient. Uh, my voice was a little fucked up after uh, I did a lot, of, a lot of comedy this week, and I had to give it a break. Uh, I had to give my instrument a break. Um, that is it. That's the podcast for this week. Uh, my big Canada tour is coming up. And I'm going to be back on the sauce, and I'm going to be smoking cigars, and I'm going to be telling jokes and skating on a pond near you. Up there in, uh, oh, can I do? You won both fucking gold medals. I'm sure you're happy eating a bunch of fucking donuts. Go fuck yourself. I'm out of time. All right, I'm out of time. Uh, I, I'll sing the Canada song next week. Uh, that's it. That's the podcast. I'll talk to you next week. Please keep the emails coming. And I need help. I need Gelp this week to help out that person there. Like what? And do, are there any more stories like that? That's actually. Does that mean that person's bisexual? I have no fucking idea. All right. That's it. I'll talk to you next week. Toyota, you know, we all agree that reducing emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, yet they make up less than 10% of all new vehicles today. That's because right now they cost more. They're too expensive, just like all new technology. Consumers worry about range and whether or not they'll be able to find a charging station. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture the batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision of a carbon neutral future. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV electric vehicle could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, hey, let's go places.